0: welcome to today's podcast by preacher as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of god's word with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to god we pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence be assured of your salvation in christ and god's unconditional love for you the apostle paul is speaking and he is saying For as often as you shall eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a man examine himself and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For as anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment upon himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we should not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are chastened, so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Lord, help us to understand while we have read from your holy word this morning. And the Apostle Paul, understanding the Lord's Supper, said, let a man examine himself. Christ, on the last night that he was here upon the face of this earth, before he went back to be with God, as his custom was, touch that which is common and take it and turn it into something that is absolutely fantastic and beautiful. He took the common peasant meal, part of that meal, and touched it as we know as the bread and wine and it has become something to us that is very meaningful indeed. It is his way to take that which is common, whether it be a wasted life to touch it or whether a withered hand or an old rugged cross and turn it into something that we remember and hold quite sacred for our life this very day. Now, as we come to this point within our worship service and thinking about the Lord's table, this is a day around this world of ours, Christians everywhere upon the face of this earth, as close as they can come to this day of remembering and celebrating the Lord's supper, this is precisely what they will be doing. Certainly here within this great land of ours, Those churches that hold this to be one of the highest acts of worship will be participating just as you and I today in this holy sacrament. But the Apostle Paul points out to us there are certain things that we should do in order to be able to make this service and this coming to the Lord's table more meaningful for each one of us. Now the invitation to the Lord's table is, "...ye that do truly and earnestly repent of your sins." Now folks, there is a thing that we can do. There is that which we can do to come and make this be one of the most meaningful experiences that we can have. Or we can come and for it even possibly be, as the apostle Paul said, to be something that would be less than meaningful but could actually do hurt and harm to these spiritual lives of ours. There is a possibility that we can come here and these lives of ours can be renewed completely and totally. Now I've had people to sort of to make a little fun of that statement and wonder about the situation, but the truth of it is, even nature tells us that this is a real possibility. We think about this time of the year being followed the year when it's so beautiful and will continue to be so for some time, then to be followed by winter. But then winter, here comes spring again, and all nature shall be renewed in a breathtaking way. I was reading not too long ago where one man of some letters said that this body of ours renews itself every 7 years. Well, I said the same thing to that group outside this morning and one lady went out and said, "Well, preacher, if that is so, why do I feel so bad this morning?" You know, well, we do have our aches and pains, do we not? Uh, But it is the truth. Every 24 hours there's a new sunrise and a new opportunity for life and to really to live and to live in a fantastic way. Dear friends, there's nothing in all nature that can compare with the possibilities of being renewed as you and I have the opportunity to come to the Lord's table this morning. Now before we come, I'd like to just call just two or three things to your attention for you to think about in a way of sort of taking care of what the Apostle Paul said that we ought to take care of, and that is that we ought to examine our own heart and soul to see how we really stand, not before one another, but before the Lord. Because, you see, we will be coming together as God's people to take communion, but, dear friends, there's nothing upon the face of this God-given earth is more private than what you will be doing when you come to the Lord's table. And so I would start with my thinking of other people. This is the place that I would start. I would think about those friends and loved ones of mine and neighbors that I know that have been distressed and are in distress right now because perhaps of the loss of a loved one, or maybe a little one's sick, an accident, or whatever it be that we know that they're in distress over and about. I would tell my heart and my soul this is a time to be concerned. And when I am here at the Lord's table, I will think in terms of them and praying that God in his most loving, merciful way would be kind to them and heal their hurt, or give to them whatever he needs to give them to sustain them and the problems, the difficulties, and the hardships that they may be facing at this time of their life. Then I would examine my own attitude toward my church and toward my fellow man. The Apostle Paul strikes at the very heart of it when he it says there is a possibility for us to come with an attitude that is very unbecoming to us as God's children. And so I would straighten it within my heart and my soul. I would think about how I stand with God's people, whether they be of my own family, brothers and sisters, or whatever the situation might be. I'd think about my neighbors. I'd certainly think about my family of God, the churches I belong to, and if there's any within my own heart and soul that I have control over, where I feel ought or hate toward any person, now this would certainly be the opportune time for me to do what I need to do within my own heart and soul, to see that all of this be wiped away. And of course I cannot do it on my own, and I would readily and gladly come to the altar and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit to give me whatever I needed in order that I might be able to wipe the slate clean within my own heart and soul and be in love and fellowship with everyone that I know. And folks, when we come to the place in our hearts where we squared away, and you notice I said as much as we have control over it, there may be those people who will not forgive us, and will hold and have aught against us, but, friend, that doesn't keep you from squaring your own heart in the sight of God. And this is what we're about. And I want to tell you something, dear friend. Life is much too short. And your loved ones, brothers and sisters, family, whatever they've done to you, and it may be horrible, may be cruel, may be mean, but life is too short. And your peace is so necessary for you to be able to fulfill your responsibility in the kingdom of God, for you to let that darken your heart and your soul. So this hour, I would think in terms of my own attitude in this life, and I would do whatever need to be done with God's help, and I can do it, whatever it is. I know with the power of the Holy Spirit that whatever needs to be done this morning can be done in order that this life of mine will be renewed completely and totally. Then I would examine my past life and I would think in terms of those things that I have done that I had no business of doing, and I would think even more so, I think, in terms of those things that I should have done that I have not done. I was talking to a man not too long ago and he was telling me years ago, somehow or another we got talking about the war and, and being in a service to, at the same time and, and he was saying that when he was under shell fire and out there and alone and so lonely uh, that he made certain vows to God that things that he would do and so it came out well how have you kept them he says well I've kept some of them pretty well but there's one or two that I haven't kept too well now he comes to the place in his life where he says I'm going to keep it all well thank God but you know it's been a long time since he and I was in the service and isn't it tragic that he waits all of these months and years before he comes to the place where he begins to deal with God again in his own soul, in his own life, on the part of his own heart and soul, that the pledges and promises that he made to God. Folk, have you kept them up? Those promises and pledges that you made before God's people, those promises and pledges that you made when a dear one was sick and you were dealing with God and God was dealing with you, uh, when you joined that church, or whatever the situation might be, wherever, wherever you were in communion with God and, and you and he were talking together, and from deep within the pit of your own soul, there were those deep things that came out and you said, Lord, this I will do. Well, this is a time I would take care of those situations, whatever they be, and I would promise again that I will try harder through the help of the Holy Spirit to fulfill every commitment, every vow that I have made to God. And then I would examine my life in relation to the church and think in terms of my responsibility to it as being a part of it and being God's child or God's person. What is it that needs to be done, that I need to do, I was talking again to a friend of mine, and I've known this man a long time, and I love him very dearly. But he's sort of like a yo-yo. He's up and down, spiritually, you know, and, and emotionally, seemingly. And so we were talking the other day, and he was going on this thing. He says, my job is dead. My business that I started on the side, he says, it's just about dead too. And he says, I'm having trouble with my wife. My marriage is just about dead. And he talked about some other things just about dead. And then before I asked him about the church, now he went on this whole panorama of things, four or five of them, things in his life was dead or dying. Now, I just knew before I asked him about the church what his answer was going to be in relation to the church. Now, if he had said, now, preacher, the church is fantastic. It's really great. It's wonderful. I think I would have died with a heart attack right there. But, you know, I knew what he was going to say. He said, my church is dead too. Now, friends, let me tell you something. Now, dear ones, please listen to me. When it comes to the place in your life where you think that everything around you is dead, it's a pretty good indication that the thing that is really dead about you is your own spiritual heart and soul. Until we come to the place where we're willing to have that renewed In and with God and his Holy Spirit, we're going to look at this world and we're going to say that it's dead too. But you know, friends, let me tell you something. You keep your heart right with the Lord Jesus Christ, and you stay in communion with the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, there's a real possibility that this old world might be dying, but I'll tell you there's one living thing upon the face of this earth, and that will be your own heart and soul. And you and Christ are the only ones really have a say over that. No one else. Not things. Not things outside of your soul. Not things in the world. Not things in the church. Not things in the family. That has nothing necessarily to do with it. It is your relationship with your blessed Lord. Now, friends, let me tell you, I've said all of that to say to you this invitation to come to the Lord's table because it is here. You can do what you need to do If your soul seems to be drifting even a little bit, you can do what needs to be done this morning so that you can get up and walk away from here knowing that you have been renewed from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet to the deepest place within your heart and your soul. And your circumstances outside may have not changed one whit. But you can be a new person